video games. Yeah, right? Hey, everybody. Get your pitchforks. Get your pitchforks. Uh, Light your torches and grab your pitchforks. This is Oklahomies. I'm Brandon. That's Nick. That's Wendell. So here's the question, and, and I was just thinking about it. So everything going on right now is kind of crazy. We all know that, right? Like, I don't think anybody's going to say that people aren't justified to, you know, go out and, and demonstrate. Like, that's justifiable, right? Rioting, looting, not justifiable. We can all agree there. But the question that I, I was thinking about in my head was, uh, came back down to uh, Fayetteville. I don't know if you guys saw this. Is that Fayetteville, you know, they had the demonstration in the square, and then the police showed up in riot gear, and the crowd started chanting, why are you in riot gear? I don't see a riot here. And that's what they just kept chanting at them. Um, and then somehow or other things escalated from there. So the question is, is do you think the police showing up in riot gear was a pre-escalation and caused the escalation to happen? Like if, if, I, if I'm just hanging out here with you guys um, and my gun is literally right here, like it's fine, right? But the, the minute I'm pulling out of the holster and I'm holding it like this, I am now escalating, right? There's, there's a change in posture. Other than being told yes. I mean, right? so do you think that it got escalated more because police showed up in riot gear? Because, like, in Philadelphia, you know, the police showed up not in riot gear, and they were completely unarmed, and they were just, you know, there to say, listen, we understand, we hear you, and it didn't escalate at all. So what are you guys' thoughts on that? I think it certainly helped. I think there was people there. What do you mean by helped? Not in, like, the good help. Like, I think when they showed up in riot gear, it it pushed that situation to where like people were like oh they think we're rioting or mm -hmm. it changed people's opinions about why they probably thought they were there mm -hmm. at least some of them um and i think that i don't know you, I, you can't say they were gearing up for war because technically they weren't because a, a shield and a baton isn't really ready for war anymore well but then they also have the they still have everything else yeah. but but like in a sense they were gearing up for war. You you have a certain mindset in your head when right. you go out there dressed up like that mm -hmm. next to your to your coworkers. I mean, I guess your coworkers, but next to their in a sense battle buddies. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a brotherhood. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, very much so. You're going out there. You you're ready. Like you know, to you're be, ready to put your life on the line for the yeah, guy yeah. next to you. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, your it's mindset. The warrior sure. mentality, absolutely. Yeah. So I think that that certainly, just like you were saying, once you pull that gun out and you take like you could have the gun in your hand right now and you sitting how you're sitting i'd be fine right but once you have that certain stance about posture you, yeah it starts to escalate things right and it, think, it doesn't matter if i'm pointing it at anybody no it's just they weren't i mean at certain times they weren't actively hitting anybody no one was actively <laughs> being tear gassed but it yeah. you know mm -hmm. they had that stance about them like start shit mm -hmm. we'll, we'll put you down please start it that's yeah. how it looked to me and then i'm and then of course i'm not Saying that there weren't any protesters there that weren't there to to start Oh no, shit I'm either. sure they were. Yeah, I'd probably start some shit. Just that's just because. Mm -hmm. I don't Fair like enough. Government. Yeah, but Nick, where are you at on that? <laughs> government. Anyways, um, so I think it is every single person's responsibility to conduct themselves in a way where they respond. Mm -hmm adequately to mm -hmm. poor stimulation mm -hmm. from situations that I can't control. So is it an escalation for police to show up in riot gear at a quote unquote peaceable protest? Sure. Is it an escalation for the crowd to start chanting mm -hmm. at the officers, antagonizing them for coming out in their own right? Gear? Right, right. Absolutely. No, I'm agreeing. Yeah. So so here's the thing. Whenever you're asking about escalation or trying to point the finger as to who who put the last Jenga stick mm -hmm. on top of the pile that caused it all to crumble, you know, it's that it's that who throws the first stone right. kind of thing. Whenever both parties are guilty. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so all the rioters had to do, if you want to call them that, or all the protesters had to do mm -hmm. to de-escalate the situation is take a knee. Put yourself in a non-threatening mm -hmm. situation. You know, if you're yelling in my face and I'm in riot gear, mm -hmm. that's telling me that you want a tango. Right. You know, and as the authoritative 
party in that situation. I mean, you can choose to react how you want to react. I'm not saying anybody's right. I'm saying everybody's wrong. Sure. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. And so I just, I'm so sick of trying to decide if it's left or right whenever it's just heart problem. Mm -hmm. It's, it's heart issues. And so I just, I understand the question, I believe. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm not willing to point a finger at anybody because it goes both ways. Right, right. Well, I'm just thinking of it more of a if you're trying to solve, uh, you know, people keeping them from rioting. You know, I don't think showing up in riot gear before anything happens is a great example of doing that. Have them on standby. Have them somewhere else. I'm How okay. do you prevent somebody from robbing a house? Well, I understand that. I'm just I'm, I'm asking. Right, right. If they have the mentality, they're going to do it. You can't. Right. And so what they're trying to do, in my opinion, is, is it, a, is it a good response? No, but they're responding out of fear, mm-hmm. trying to protect society oh, yeah. and protect right. regular life as they see it. Mm-hmm. And so because they're putting themselves in a situation to defend lifestyle, basically, mm-hmm. they're not appreciating i think the value of life itself sure so i understand that there's just there's there's not an easy answer here mm-hmm. and everybody's trying to react instead of find solutions i agree that's what we'll, yeah and so all we're doing is we're going back and forth on the pendulum well mm-hmm. you're going to escalate it here then i'm going to escalate it over here yep. and then it's except they're pushing it each forth. time they're not exactly. they're not letting it come to the center. yeah they're not letting yeah. it go yeah they're escalating they're mm-hmm. adding violence mm-hmm. and um we, we it's it's not a winning situation no one wins this way no so how long do you expect this all to go down for now because i mean like i feel like it's starting to kind of calm down some um i think people are getting past it i'd say we're in the middle you think so i'd say we're in the middle of like the protests i think the riots will start to die down from here on out i think right. they'll still happen but they'll be on a much smaller scale and then I believe uh, that we'll get into the point of like where uh, uh, the the law, like the law part, will start to change, and we'll see. Well, I that think stuff. here's here's the only makes the only caveat to that. So um, I I know it's become you know a fad to talk about it. Um, the whole like you probably don't remember you weren't even born um, when the whole L.A. riots and Rodney King thing went down. I know so about roof greens. Right. So what happened in that entire scenario is that Rodney King was a black guy who got pulled over and, and beat nearly to death by cops. Um, that's not when people rioted. People actually rioted after the um, you know entire uh, case went through. So the cops went on trial, but then they were all acquitted of all charges. That's when people rioted. You know, that's when they were like, this is not justice. So you know everybody's like, oh, well, this cop, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's gotten arrested. He's getting charged. Just because you're getting charged doesn't mean you're actually going to be charged. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting the charges brought up. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're actually going to stick. And that's always been the issue. I think if if they do not get, get at least the main cop, if he does not actually get put in jail for this, then I expect an even worse riot. Well, and you heard they upgraded the charge to second, second degree, degree murder and, instead yeah. of third. Yeah. And they've now arrested and the, the other, other two three, guys. Or three guys, other, aiding and abetting. Other, yeah. Four or three, yeah. Yeah, aiding and abetting, yeah. Yeah, for aiding and abetting. And uh, so I think it'll have to do with, first, like you said, it'll have to do with the sentence, not the sentencing, but the um, judgment. Yeah, has to be. Whether he's guilty or not. And if he's found guilty, I think that's the end of it. Yeah, I agree. If he's not found guilty, we're going to have some issues. Yep. Yeah. Um, And then... Uh, but here, here's the other thing too. I think this is also forcing people to step in and respond because we know that if we react to the next thing, instead of respond now, it's going to be out of our control Oh yeah, because we're seeing it. Like Brandon said in the 92 riots, it was after justice wasn't found through the system. The people were patient. Mm hmm. People have lost their patience. Yep. Yeah. They're, they're no longer willing to wait for it to go to trial because mm-hmm. they've lost faith in it. They they know well, that it's because it's repeatedly them, proven itself. I'm not saying they're yeah, wrong. Yeah, no, they're, I, know. I, I 100% completely understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
so I kind of have a unique perspective on this for someone that's Caucasian. Sure. I get mistaken a lot for Hispanic. Really? I'm yes. Samoan, I'd give I you. Do. Well, I, I get Samoan. I get Islander and Hispanic, yeah. either one. I'd give you Islander. Plus, I'm a big dude. Yeah. So I normally get judged whenever I walk into an area. Like, mm-hmm. whenever I met my current wife's family, mm-hmm. first thing they asked if I was Hispanic. Right. You were like, what you mean, man? I'm like, what you talking about? <laughs> no, so, um, but I also have a cousin of mine who is biracial. Mm-hmm. And uh, her dad's black, mom's white. Mm. Uh, her mom is my dad's cousin. And she married uh, a gentleman that she went to college with at mm-hmm. Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. who's like a brother to me. Mm-hmm. And he's a big black man from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Their kids are black. Mm-hmm. They live here in Owasso. Mm-hmm. They get looks sometimes, but not as much as if she was white. It's yeah. it's the, the biracial, like, I mean, I've heard people in our community sitting at tables. Like, mm-hmm. there's a friend of mine who's... Um, she was out dining, I think, two nights ago or something. Mm-hmm. Heard a table next to her dropping expletives and racial slurs, and she actually That's like so fucked up, dude. She 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 addressed it publicly, and it's coming to a point where we have to put an end to this. Yeah, and so people are going to start becoming activists, and so instead of just hearing from the crazy right and the crazy left, mm-hmm. we're having normal people that want to step up and actually bring mm-hmm. justice, bring mm-hmm. better. You know, we we have to be better. Oh yeah, because we we've waited so long not to step up. It's time to step into that authority. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to kind of comment on that. Is is I would say both of you aren't are not afraid to stand up. Right. Like like if something bad was happening, Nick, I would expect you to stand up. Same oh yeah, I've you, seen Brandon. him do it. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, I mean, Brandon's seen me throw people I would ex- around. Yeah. <laughs> Whether I don't think you would throw hands or anything like that, but you would you would definitely question yeah. and call out. Oh yeah, yeah, no. You would be the muscle, but I well, expect you to. Let me tell you a story. Actually, I don't know if you ever heard <laughs> well, this one. Uh, hold on, ahead. let him finish. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. So, um, I would say I was the person who wouldn't. I would see it, and in my own friend group, man, that sucked. That was that was really bad, but I wouldn't stand up for anyone. Silence. Here recently, I've really, I, I kind of talked to you about it earlier. Mm-hmm. Is I never understood like I, I to me racism was dead. In mm-hmm. my, I mean, like there was people in my family, but I mean they all had black friends and and stuff like that. So I was like, of course they're not racist. But as time has gone on and I've gotten older and I've changed a lot of my views, I see now that you know I do have a, some privilege. Like, oh, yeah. I, it never occurred to me. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, my mom taught me how to steal as a kid so we could eat. Like, she used to, we used, we were on corners asking for money. Like, for me, I was like, it was whatever. But now I they've see been, it. They've been hustling since they've been hustling since they've been mm-hmm. hustling. But now I see it, and it's yeah. like, I would see a post like, you know, this girl was sent home because of her hair. I'm like, no, she wasn't. Why would she be sent home because of her hair? I don't see that because I'm, I don't face those struggles, and I've, and I've come to see that now. And I, it really upset me the other day. I, it broke me down. Well, I was like... Like, one of the things that I've seen recently was there was a uh, wrestling referee that made a kid shave his dreadlocks yeah. in order to compete. See... The fuck is that? Yeah. And at first, I was like, no, he didn't. That's a lie. I was yes, like, he, he would did. never do. And then I looked into it, and I... Yes, he it, did. It did. And it infuriated me. And and to finish up here is I, 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 I spent some time with myself, and it, it broke me down. Mm-hmm. I was... It... it lit something up in me enough to where I was ready to come to blows. And a lot of people are feeling that. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what and they, they've never yeah. felt that before. And so they're responding inappropriately at times. And because there's added pressure or those that are mm-hmm. driven by chaos that want to cause havoc, mm-hmm. they get caught up in a moment. And I think that's where you're going from protesting to riots. It's mm-hmm. just the escalation. Like yep. you said, it's someone stacking. Well, mm-hmm. if you're going to do that, then I'm going to move my knight here yep. and then I'm going to move my rook here. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a game of I'm chess. And yeah. yeah we're playing chicken. We're playing think, chicken with loaded guns. Yeah. I don't think anyone goes out to, to riot at first. I mean, I'm sure there. I'm oh, sure, there are. I'm I was sure going to say, is. I, yeah, I'm sure there, there is, but, are. But they've been yeah, built Tulsa up. race massacre, in 1921. Well, yeah, yep. exactly. But I mean, that was like a. They were they were yeah. ready. No, but I, like I, I think a lot of these these protests that are happening, some in Tulsa, or, mm-hmm. you know, in Oklahoma, and all around the world, and especially in America, I think it's starting out 100 percent peaceful. But we have that situation where you know the the police show up and then the people yell, 
and then the police, you know, respond by pushing back, throwing tear gas, moving them out of wherever they are, mm-hmm. and it just it, it it's that you know escalation and you escalation. You keep pulling escalation. out one jenga or one jenga piece after another and stacking it until someone finally, you know, you know, a, a police officer pushes someone and he falls, and then it kicks off. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone throws a rock and it hits well, a police officer and he crumbles. Here's the thing that a lot of people just, just don't realize, right? Like. The issue with the police force and everything across the board, this isn't a new issue, mm-hmm. right? And I say that, like, um, you can go all the way back to, like, Kent State back in the 60s. Um, you know, it's like a lot of people say they don't know who fired the first shot, but you have the National Guard out with rifles and just start that, m- murdering unarmed that people. recently ha- I don't know if yeah. it was in Tulsa that it happened, but mm. that recently happened. They were saying, we don't know who fired the first shot, in my opinion. We know who fired the first shot. You know, and that's the thing is I'm not going to say who did or who didn't, but the fact is is that the the moment that one thing happens, then shit gets real, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's extremely difficult for people to deal with. You know, um, I always talk about responsibility when I'm training a manager in a very very simple term. The actual term itself means the ability to respond appropriately. Yep. Responsibility is the ability to respond appropriately. Response. Ability. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> that simple, right? So if I have a uh, if I have a crew member who's sitting there, you know, telling the manager, you know, go fuck yourself, this, that, and the other. Hey, don't call me out. All right, and then that person, whoever's the manager, you know, just just doesn't do anything, and it keeps getting worse, and keeps getting worse, keeps getting worse, and then they blow up one day, right? The problem is they didn't respond appropriately before that, mm-hmm. right? So they could have made decisions before that ever happened to to negate whatever was coming, relieve tension. Yeah, right. But if you don't, and then things just bottle up, bottle up, bottle up bottle up and then eventually explodes then surprise no shit and i I think that's our current situation yeah is that we haven't responded appropriately for years i i I think that would also like go into the you know people will say all cops are bad obviously that's not true right there are probably amazing police officers yeah absolutely that, Um, that really put into their community and help everyone out and i don't think people really believe that i don't i don't either i think i think it's a generalized statement because they've just the police officer is now the face of everything wrong with our mm-hmm. uh, metropolitan mm-hmm. judiciary system. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it, it, they've become but, the bad guy. It's no longer and cops then, and robbers. Right, it's I, cops versus us. Yeah, yeah and, exactly. And I think that um, God, where was I going? With that? Well, the fact that they self-regulate is the problem. Actually, that, that that's too, what like, people hate. Like you know, you know, yes, there are bad cops, and yes, there are good cops, and I and I bet those good cops mm. call out those bad cops. Mm. I don't see it, so therefore it doesn't happen. I would bet it's well, not as often as you think. It's probably not as often. Like uh, uh, the guy who who murdered George Floyd, he his like uh, rap, rap sheet, sheet was rap long, sheet was, dude. Was long about eighteen and, incidents, and he only got reprimanded twice, and they were letters. Yeah, he got a letter sent home to his mommy. Yeah, that's basically what that was. Yeah, so and that's the problem. I think that we're not. got as up. as citizens. We're not seeing them being reprimanded. We're not seeing it. We don't mm-hmm. know it. If it happens, it's behind closed well, doors, well, and I don't. I know look at it like this though. Like in the military, you know, we had the UCMJ uniform uniform code of military justice, right? Um, well, it's, it didn't matter who you were. It didn't matter what rank you were. You abided right? by this law. You abided by this law. And if you broke it, there's an entire setup that would put you in jail. It didn't matter if you were military, you know, if you were a captain or if you were all the way down and you were the you know, newest guy on the block. You break the law, you go before the actual, uh, you know, setup and, and the lawyers and everything else, um, and justice is served. You know, and that's the one thing that the military does really well. Like, they enforce the UCMJ like nobody's business. Right. The police force doesn't have anything like that. They don't have to follow the fucking law. Like, the law of the land, they don't even have to follow. Yeah, right? Their, their badge Their badge makes them... Well, here, here's the interesting thing that I, I heard, too. In order for a lawyer to practice law, mm-hmm. how much school does he have to like take? Seven years, isn't it? Uh, something like that, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah, and four of it is focused simply on the law that he is going to practice, not right. necessarily all law. Right, right. Okay. How much law does a cop study? Doesn't have to. Like a week? I think it's roughly like six months worth of If training. you're in the academy, yeah. Okay. that's that. But I think that's like the highest level. Okay. But they're out there enforcing it. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to enforce something that you don't fully understand, mm-hmm. especially whenever... You know, you have your black and your white, and you know, so it's just, it's so tough trying to enforce something that you don't fully comprehend. Right. And so I think we do an inadequate job of training, but at the same time, do you want 
a military style police force. No. Do you well, want that kind of I training? I do want no, I do want that kind of training. You know, okay. I want the expectation to be them to be held to a higher standard like the military is. Sure. Right. And the military is held to a higher standard. You can play Absolutely. all day long. Um, and, and I want the police to be in that same boat. Absolutely. So how but that would mean that? that they have trigger discipline. That means they have, I can't fucking shoot people, and I don't pull out my weapon before I would, there's actually a threat of force. I was going to ask you a question. You know, in the military, when could you shoot someone? Uh, after they've already fired. After they fired. Not if your life was in danger. Doesn't matter. After If, if they pointed a gun at you, who cares? Can't, they haven't can't shot you, right? You cannot pull the trigger until if you've If I been... point a gun at a cop, I'm going to die on the spot. Yep. So that's the same thing, though, is that, like, you know, a great example. Um, you know, I used to, uh, you know, drive a little 300ZX, and I got pulled over one day. Um, I don't, I've probably told you this story before. Very, very stupidly put is that, uh, I don't know if you've ever been in a 300ZX. It's a very, very low car. I've seen them. Right. So... Um, I was driving down 129th. I wasn't speeding, um, and I had this car that was super, super up close to me. I couldn't see his headlights. He was that close. That means he had to be within a few feet, right? And and I'm sitting there, and I start popping the brake brake lights, like get off me, dude, like back up, you know. And um, you know, guys just still staying up on me. So I slow down. I go down to like 15 miles an hour, and then I speed up, and I get pulled over. Turns out it was a cop. Well, there were two cops, one on my side, one on the other side both of them yelling at me with their hands on their weapons and they're like don't take your hands off the fucking steering wheel blah, 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 doing this entire thing and i had done nothing wrong at this point right right and then i got a ticket for uh improper use of motor vehicle basically it was uh, operating motor vehicle and manner not reasonable and proper it's a 300 dollars ticket right it was a 300 dollars ticket because he was riding my ass trying to find a reason to pull me over right and then they got out with guns yeah how the fuck does that happen Right. So if you think about it, like, and, and I'm a white guy, you know, and this was nothing crazy. It was, you know, kind of early evening. It wasn't dark outside. It wasn't like midnight or anything. Um, if I was a black guy, I'm not sure that person could have, would have survived possibly, mm-hmm. you know, and I say that quite literally, these guys were looking for a reason to, to be an asshole. Yep. You know, so when you look at it across the board, um, yeah, I think that if a cop shoots somebody, who doesn't have a weapon at all, like the guy who was uh, laying down with his arms up, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. that's murder. right? That's straight-out murder. Remember that one? He was working with the autistic kid a couple years back? So uh, There's too many of them, right? How fucked up is that? The, there was, I, I just I, I try not to well, there was a guy that obsess was, over it because he was laying down. So he much. had his hands up basically on the ground trying to calm this kid down, and the guy is laying down, and the cop shoots him on the ground with his hands in the air. How the fuck does that oh, happen? Oh, yeah, the the kid, the special needs kid yeah. that got shot. How the fuck does that happen? Poor training. No training. Fear. Well, and then not only is it or, no training, but then there's no repercussion. You know, there's not enough repercussion no to, to prevent that from happening. Right. Along along with, like, you know, why did it happen? You know what you're supposed to do if you get pulled over with your gun? Yeah, you're supposed to tell them straight out. Immediately. Yeah. You keep, like, you, you're, I mean, you could technically go for your wallet, get everything out and ready. But yeah. what you don't even pull out your weapon. The, yeah. the thing is, is you keep both hands on the wheel. They come up to the window, and as soon as they start to talk, you go, "Officer, I have a gun on me. It's on my right hip. My wallet's in my left back pocket. Let me know what you want me to do." Yep. Black man had done that. He had a gun on him legally. Mm-hmm. He told the police officer. The police officer was like, "All right, yeah, cool. Go ahead and grab your wallet." Reached for his wallet, got shot. Yep. You're telling me if I get pulled up, I know I'm white, but you're like, after I heard that, I was like, "Shit." Mm-hmm. Do I even tell a cop, yep. or do I just you know, hey? Here's my shit. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that terrified me. And I had, I, I wasn't even caring yet, but mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to. And even now, I'm like, I just want to get over that hump. Like, I want, I'm like, pull me over. I want to get it done with. Mm-hmm. I want to get that, like, fear of getting pulled over with my gun. I think gun. every time it's going to be the same fear, though. Yeah. That's my, that's my, way that's my fear. <laughs> you know, and that's, it's very simply put. I mean, that's exactly, even though that's the right thing to do, um, you know, you're still dealing with emotion from somebody else and the cop obviously is going to have its own his own or Mm -hmm. her own emotional you know tie to this entire thing but i do think that there should be a higher expectation higher standard and if there's not this never gets fixed Mm -hmm. right i think that there needs to be either an independent council or there needs to be an actual group of individuals who you know go through every single item that when something like this happens and then you know they bring down the justice as deserved not putting it in the open court and not putting it into a uh, you know the hands of of civilians because they're not civilians at this point a police force you're not a civilian it's the way this works right in the military so in order to be judged by a jury of your peers it would have to be a 
independent council, independent council. of people who specialize in, in police action. Yeah, or maybe even like a board of retired... I mean, not not like the fraternity of fraternal mm-hmm. order of police or anything no, no. like that, but like, well, almost, would you say almost like a? Um, so you get like a, a district attorney, and then you get somebody else who is. Well, I mean, high but level would law. there be like a Supreme Court or something that oversees something the, the code? Con- mm-hmm. So I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what the UCMJ so, is. Yeah, is that I got gotcha. you. Um, you that still you still have law. You know, you still have your own counsel appointed to you. You have all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, they present the case as it is. They don't play to the whole emotional aspect. They don't try to sit there and convince you that it was right or wrong. Right. This is what happened. This is how it, it went down. Yeah. This is the reasoning for it. We believe it shouldn't apply because of this. Sure. Um, and then they make the decision whether or not it applies, and they hand down justice and sentencing all right there. They don't have sense. a jury, you know, and you don't I need a you. jury. I you hear know? you. Yeah. So the judge is. Yeah, they're his gonna, his say is final, so he does verdict and sentencing. Yeah, it's all it's already written out there, so it's like, you. hey, listen, you you violated this, so I got you. You're X, Y, and Z. Cool. I like it. I say go for it. Um, you know, that totally it, makes sense to me. So kind of back to uh, your question, Wendell, about whether or not we're men of action. Mm-hmm. So Brandon, I believe, was going to jump to a <laughs> night that we Imzati. found ourselves at a local establishment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll let him tell the story, but just yeah, to kind of set it up. So what I witnessed was... Well, let's get to that after I explain my half of it, so that then you can explain what you saw. Okay. So we were we were at a concert um, in in a small Which bar, uh, Imzadi. It's a um, local band that yeah. does a lot of cover stuff. Yeah, and a whole lot of meth. Uh, what? Yeah. What? No, I'm kidding. Uh, but they, yeah, those guys are crazy. Um, so he's, I yeah, know, right? Such a good song. So Nick and I are up near the bar, right? And um, I don't know of if course. you ever been to this place. Well, we're just like it, the place is packed. There's probably five hundred people. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, there's two. I think capacity was like two eighty. Yeah, so it was pretty much capacity, whatever it was. I mean, like it was barely walking room, right? Yeah, you're rubbing people as you're walking yeah. from stage to the bar to yeah. the pool tables. Like. So we're sitting up here, whatever. Um, and then you know Nick is sitting there, and we're just kind of doing our thing. And I'm my back is to the crowd his back is to the bar so he's like looking out um and he's saying something or whatever and then you just see him like gopher he just boom we're not gopher nick uh, does? yeah nick does. Pra- prairie uh, dog pra- prairie dog yeah he does he just you just see him stop and just quit stalking mid-sentence and stares out in the crowd and i'm like the meerkat fuck? meerkat yeah and i'm like what the fuck just happened right and then he kind of like stops for a second he's like all right, and he kind of gets back to his thing for a second, and he's like, hold on, and then he goes. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Um, and then what did, So tell him what you saw. So earlier in the night on the dance floor, I saw a gentleman get aggressive with a female. So I went and got the bouncer on duty, mm-hmm. and I told him what was going on, and uh, there were only two bouncers there mm-hmm. trying to contain almost 300 people. Mm-hmm. And so the guy goes up and addresses it and the guy pushes him or something. Oh, that's when he came back towards us. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, this is while I'm at the bar and I'm just watching the situation. I'm probably 20 feet from where it's Mm -hmm. actually happening. And then the guy pushes the bouncer, but everything's cool. And then all of a sudden his girlfriend, the one that was getting grabbed jumps up over the guy's shoulder and punches the bouncer in the face. And then it was on. Yeah. So then it got crazy because this dude that, that had, you know, been, you know, messing with his girl, um, he like faced her, you know, where you grab her face and push back kind of thing. He did that a couple of times. Um, but then, you know, there's these, uh, pub high tables. Um, and the dude was a good size guy. And I mean, he's my size. The yeah. Bouncer or the, no, the mm-hmm. other guy, the bouncer was so, smaller than you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the guys that had the issue, there were five of them and Something like four that. of them made me look small. Yeah. Okay. They're good. size. And, and the bouncer might've been two twenty. Yeah. He was a small smaller dude. than me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what happens is those those guys get up there and they <coughs> get next to these tables, and one of the guys just literally flips a fucking table, like just just one hands it, Whoop. yeah, gone. Like if you just, poof, and it was like, oh shit, right? So then stuff starts going, people start swinging, um, and I mean that like, I'd say there was 
probably eight to ten people trying to either contain or hit somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Nick's over here, like, trying to grab people and trying to pull people off of each other. I mean, he backs up into me, and, like, I'm having to double support and try to push and give him <laughs> extra support. I got and, you, buddy. Yeah, no, literally. Like, I'm against the bar, and I'm, like, pushing as much as I can to Nick to keep him in the fray. Um, and at one point, like, I mean, literally, he's, he's pushing back, and, like, I'm trying to push him and another dude that's probably in, in the 300 range back forward you know to try and and help with the entire situation it was nuts um and then after the entire thing kind of calms down and everything else nick drops my favorite line he's like thanks for having my back and i was like all right buddy (laughs) i got you don't worry i'm like brandon standing at the bar watching me run into these monstrous group of dudes and i'm like coming out with one yeah and then i'll go back in grab another one come back out yeah so what ended up happening is opd shows up and Mm -hmm. we probably got six people in handcuffs on the front patio (laughs) poor bouncer had a black guy because he got punched by a chick yeah uh it was awesome but um yeah so and then another incident uh, i was witnessing a robbery at jc penny's someone was Hmm. just grabbed a handful of stuff and ran out front no this was recent oh shit and uh the one of the managers or security people were chasing them out the from the back trying to get them to stop and i said hold on first off if you go out there chasing them you're gonna get fired because i know corporate america so stay here stay here and keep your damn job and let me go handle it and so i go out into the parking lot and call uh non-emergency get a hold of opd give them a description of the vehicle and everything they find the guy a couple mile or a mile and a half down the road past Bailey elementary. And I pull up and identify him. So I don't have a problem taking action whenever I see things going on. Mm -hmm. But the thing is understanding that not only is it beneficial, but it's necessary for us to control the atmosphere around us. Mm -hmm. And so even if you don't feel like you really have a voice whenever it comes to things like racism, tolerance and silence Mm -hmm. is acceptance and support. Right. Because if you're not speaking against it, if you're not speaking against it, then you're for it. You're saying it's okay. You're accepting it. Like, well, it's not really going to affect me, which is how a lot of us, how, how a lot of us have been at times in our lives. Well, it's not affecting me or people that I care about, so why should I be vocal about it? Mm-hmm. And the reason we should be vocal about it is because social justice is important because every human has intrinsical value. Mm-hmm. And if we can't treat all humans as human, then none of us are. Right. No, I agree. And so that's where it becomes important. You know, what's interesting um, is I, I mentioned this when I was uh, talking with Jordan yesterday. Um, it's exactly that is that if you remember the opening scenes of Boondock Saints, you know, the priest uh, is actually giving favorite quote ever. Yeah, he's actually talking um, about a, a woman who was actually killed on the streets in broad daylight and people were around and did nothing. And he goes, it's not fear that you have to fear um, or something similar to that. It's it's uh, the indifference of good men is what you need to fear the most. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly right. I the mean, greatest the greatest sin that mankind has committed is not wickedness it is the indifference of good men yeah so when you think about that that's exactly what it is now um there is a balance to this though like um i was talking with wendell you know a couple months back and we were talking about carrying and all that kind of stuff and Mm um wendell i mean you can tell the story on this one about choosing when indifference does matter is a thing because like you were talking about um, when you were with your dad at the donut shop, and if somebody came in to rob it, would he do anything? Oh, right. So go ahead and tell that part of the story. The I, I don't remember how I told it to you. Um, I, a long time ago, me and Jeff before school one day had stopped off at a donut shop, and we came, went inside. Me, my my sister, and my stepdad. We went in. And we sat down to eat. We were sitting there eating, and I knew that Jeff had a gun, and I knew that he could carry. So I asked him, "Hey." Do you have your gun on you today? And he said, I'm not going to tell you that. That's also another thing. I don't know if I mentioned mm-hmm. this part. But, uh, and I was like, okay. And I was like, you know, and as time went on, I, I kind of understood why he told me, I'm not going to tell you that. And I'll explain that in a second. Right. But um, it, it's, will you do anything? If you're sitting there with your kids and someone walks in with a gun, are you going to make yourself a target? You don't know. 
you don't know until you're in that situation. You know, it might it, the the play might be to just sit there and hand him your wallet and go about your day. Right. Oh yeah, no. It, and then or, or every or every be, situation would deem my cognitive response. Yeah. Just because I see a gun doesn't mean I'm drawing mine. Well, yeah. Correct. But whether I, mean, I have it on me or not. But it, it, you know, it, you know, there, you know, my like my grandpa once said, like after a school shooting, he I would have been down there in a damn heartbeat. Really? Would you? You don't know that. You're saying that from an outside view. You weren't you weren't listening to a, you know a gun go off in a school. Mm-hmm. You you weren't, you know, I don't know if the guy who did stop that with his rifle had heard, you know, kids screaming. You weren't there. You didn't hear what was going on. You didn't process all the information that guy had to process to put himself into action and go and stop it. Mm-hmm. You remember when Phil's house caught on fire? The neighbor's house? Mm-hmm. Halloween yeah, yeah. weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I ran in there and grabbed those kids. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. But but along that, guarantee, I mean, it, it, it was probably a split-second decision. It is. But in your head, you ran through every option. You were like, what do I do? And you ran through it so quick that you got to your point where you just acted. Like, I'm going to. Yeah. yeah like, right. should as soon I? As yes, I knew, I'm going to. Was I going back into the house? No. As soon as I knew there were still two kids in there, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and that's that's one of those things that when because the point that I was making where where you were starting with that story um, is that you know if my life's not in danger, if somebody else's life is not really in danger, um, you know the the uh, place is insured, you know the the money in the register is not you know fifty seventy five bucks. Yeah, it's like, you know, is it worth somebody losing their life? Should you pull that gun and fire? So the shoplifter yeah. that I was talking about earlier, I would never have drawn on him. No, no, and no, never, not and, even once. And the thing is, not is there's all. people who say they would, and that's what—that's the problem. Well, there are people that said that they would look someone in the eye and literally run them over with their vehicle this weekend. Like True I've had, fucking story. I've had, I've had so many I under- ridiculously angry people that respond that way because it's the initial you're trying to take my safety away you're Mm. trying to make me uncomfortable and how dare you do that to me which i understand but the reason why they're doing that is Mm. because that's That's how how they they live every single day Mm. they have no security Mm. so the security that we take advantage of or take for granted Mm -hmm. that's what privilege is and like like you've been saying you know it's just it in my heart breaks for the people that say they would run someone over because if they do mean it they don't understand what they're actually saying Mm -hmm. and so therefore Mm -hmm. it's because they don't value themselves because anyone that values themselves has to value their their fellow human Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i i recently Someone was on my time on my Facebook talking about if you're in the road, I'm gonna run you over. You're breaking the law, and I just linked the uh, the guy who plowed through people in New York City. There was a terrorist. Yeah, and you're like, I go, so you're a terrorist. I understand they're breaking the law, but it, at the moment you go, they're breaking the law, so therefore I'm in the right. I'll I'll run them over. You're valid. right, but even if they break the law, the sentence shouldn't be death. So here's here's the thing, right? I like, agree. So if I litter, if you litter, I should be able to shoot you. It, that that's how it feels like how they're they're looking this at is, it. If you break the law, I have the right to run you over. No. And well, cuz here's here's the thing. People are so attached to their lifestyle that if you infringe upon my lifestyle, I would rather you die than me be uncomfortable. Mhm. Which is insane. I would rather you die than me have to learn or be different for a day. Mm-hmm. And um I was at work whenever uh, what was that? I forty two forty four. I forty. I forty four, and I believe two forty four also got blocked. And I was like, man, I hope they don't, you know, block one sixty nine because I have to take that to get home. Sure, I can take back roads, but it takes longer. And I was like, that's going to be an inconvenience. And I was like, what's my inconvenience taking, you know, mm-hmm. an extra little bit of time Five to minutes. get home? Yeah, yeah. And and then I was like, okay, if they do it, I'll just look for somewhere to go. I understand that you know some of those people, and I'm not didn't know it was coming. Didn't yeah. know it was coming, right. so therefore they they didn't have the time to choose an alternative mm-hmm. route. But like, so the guy in the truck, by the way, mm-hmm. like, you know, you know what the worst part about that was though? After he ran people down, what's that? Is he was complaining about his truck getting damaged? Yeah, and I mean, fuck like, off, bro. You know, if, if he if he was sitting there peacefully, yeah, he had stopped the car, put it in park. He was just you know sitting there on his phone, letting it take its course. And they started beating the shit out of his truck and Hold trying to get game. in. Okay, you know, get your get your ass out of there. I understand it. 
I mean, yeah, if he there's kills a someone, threat now in your life. It's right. still horrible, but I understand if he would have if that situation would have happened. Mm-hmm. At the time, I I've seen reports where a lady was trying to help him get through and he just gunned it. Yeah. He also put a gun on the dash. Did you know if you pull your gun out and there's no threat, you go to jail? You can, yeah. Yeah. Therefore, he he technically broke the law. Yep. He pulled it out and said, this is what I'll do. Yep. And that's one of those situations where escalation. someone mm-hmm. pulled that a Jenga ride. piece. He pulled a Jenga piece and set it on yep. top. He started the escalation. Well, it, because what he's doing is he's making the situation unstable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, that's it, that's the illustration that we're trying to make the with unknown. the Jenga piece. Yeah. In case you don't know what Jenga is, and you had said, uh, Google, um, how J-E-N-G-A. do you stop a robbery? You you don't. It's going to happen. You can deter. You can you can put out on in the front of your house. Uh, my home is protected by this. You can put a sign up that says, "I don't call the cops" with a picture of a gun on there. It can deter someone, but what if that person has a gun? Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. So. He was in. I. I mean. I think he was setting that gun up there to deter. In mm. in in the first part, I think he was doing it to deter. But I also think there was. I think it was a threat of force. I think it was also a threat See, as well. That's 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 different to me. You can't do both. No, I agree. You you cannot you cannot say because you're saying flex versus mm-hmm. threat threat. You know they're like hey I mean. So here's my question. Mm-hmm. The protesters, most of them from Oklahoma? Yeah. I would say yeah. I would say so. Yeah, they were. Okay. You know anybody that knows a dude with a big dually and a horse trailer that doesn't know he's packing? <laughs> True. So what are you trying to prove here? See, this yeah. this is the issue. It's the it's the I'm gonna scare you because I'm a man. Yeah, it's it's that it's, mentality. It's, it's, it's yeah. that mentality that doesn't allow us to have conversations that are logical mm. because these people have already passed judgments in mm. their mind and they vowed to never be scared again. And so anytime fear comes around, it's a knee jerk reaction. Mm. I got to fight because I'm going to die here. Mm. And, you know, it's probably the first time he felt like that. Nah, I doubt that. I, I'm I'm saying like in a situation where he whenever felt, he gunned it, I guarantee you he was panicked. Oh yeah, he yeah. was he was that, out that, of his. That's death. what I meant. Well, and I was going to. So that's the entire thing with the the protests on you. the highways. You do realize the entire point of the protests on the highways is to to make people feel like they're powerless. Mm-hmm. That's the and entire I, intent. And I would agree, or I, I would agree, like to the point of you know what? If I got stuck, you know what? I'd probably be pretty fucking pissed. Yeah, and that's and, exactly and, and the that's point. after understanding like why they're doing it, and I've come to terms like it's I'm I'm with them. It's on this. strategic. Yes. If I was driving and I got stuck. Yeah, I'd be pissed. Ah, man, get the fuck out of my way. I want to go. Yeah. But even then, you know, like, I agree with the sentiment of it. I understand that the protesters are doing it to make somebody feel powerless. Mm -hmm. But if that is your plan, people feeling powerless act stupid. Right? That's, That's what we've all came to agree on here is that when people feel like they've been powerless, they make bad decisions. So, I don't know, man. I think that this entire scenario, I think it's going to pass um, without too much until we see what happens with this whole sentencing. And then once that happens, then we'll really know what's going on. And I think it's, I mean, I know, I know that, you know, George Floyd is that like kind of like the spearhead of all this. Yeah, but that was but, Rodney King back then. Yeah, but same thing. it's also nice to see that, that a lot of cases beforehand that didn't get a lot of, mm-hmm. like, n- news coverage people are or justice, back up. people are bringing back, like, Brianna Taylor. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know about yeah, that one? Yeah, that's absolutely Have you heard about insane, that one? dude. The one where they broke into it her was apartment. No, it was a no-knock raid. They didn't announce that they were police. They her, weren't in uniform. They, they in were uniform. not in The guy that they cars. were going for, already in jail. Mm-hmm. And the boyfriend pulled his gun out, shot at them, and they killed They killed her, they, her. And she's in bed. And she's an officer. She was a she nurse. Was a, uh, she paramedic. Was a nurse. That's paramedic. Was a, uh, first responder. That, that was a first responder. During the pandemic and the all pandemic. that. The yeah. pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, and then arrested him and took and him to jail. And then he got, yeah, and then he got charged. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they dropped and him recently. Yeah, he, no shit. He was in jail, I think, for at least 48 hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it was more than that. I don't Yeah, no, it was, it was a while. It was over a week. That was it. I thought it was just like a weekend. Mm. Like he got arrested on Friday and then. Out on a Monday. It might be something like that. I thought it was about a week. It might have been a. Holiday, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's gross, man. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, then you got the kid in Georgia. You know, um, was it Amari? Yeah, uh, I think mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Amari is correct. You know, and then you got uh, the kid with the hoodie. 
you know, back Trayvon Martin, Trayvon Martin mm-hmm. back in, was that 2015? Something like that. Yeah. Something like I was that. In high school. You know, it's, and it's just, I love how everybody, you know, they're bringing Jesus out and Martin Luther King and saying mm-hmm. how Martin Luther King doesn't condone writing. Well, nobody condones writing, but nobody condones violence right. either. But then Martin Luther King got his ass handed to him by police several times after those pictures you see. And well, absolutely. And not only that, how did he end up dying? Yeah. He was, he was assassinated. Oh, he, he was, was murdered. murdered. And he was murdered in a hotel room. I, uh, so yeah. uh, Balcony, yeah. So, and, and Jesus, even though... You know, he went in and he flipped tables over, mm-hmm. you know, and they're saying Jesus is pro-destruction of property in order to offset corruption, yada, yada, yada. First of all, it's technically his father's house, so it's my house, my rules, get out. Um, <laughs> but but to sit, right, but to sit wrong, here, but but to sit here and say that Jesus and Martin Luther King mm-hmm. would condone blah, 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 mm-hmm. you don't know these men. Mm-hmm. And you're saying that you're speaking for something that is an image or something that is an ideal mm-hmm. of something you really don't understand. Because if you were a true student or disciple of Martin Luther King or of Jesus, mm-hmm. if you knew their teachings, mm-hmm. you would have a greater comprehension of what you're talking about instead of spewing your ignorance mm-hmm. and your filth all over this. And all you're doing is creating more issues because you refuse to add to yourself. Mm-hmm. And we don't, we don't value the maturation process you know, as a society anymore. We mm-hmm. just don't. I agree. Uh, on the on the topic of Martin Luther King, my my grandmother had posted uh, a photo of him that said, uh, "Never looted, never rioted, never attacked anyone, changed the world." While still that, got murdered. See, and I and I wrote, and he and yet he still got murdered. Mm-hmm. He was murdered on April what sixth? Something no, like 4th. that. No fourth, April fourth. He was murdered. The next day, or that day, the King assassination riots took place from... Six days. It took. I, I was told it, it happened till like, May 27th. It, it, that's where I got. It's fine. Of, Either way, I but, mean, yes. But correct. it had gone on that long. The next day, uh, John, President Johnson wrote a letter to the House and urged them to pass civil rights, which included the Fair House. Correct. Mm-hmm. That King had campaigned for for a long time. Correct. Never got passed. Mm-hmm. The Until next day, his death. The next day after that, or no, like May 8th, it was passed. May, or not May 8th, April 8th, it got passed. April 11th, it went into effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and how, I think how it complicated is, is that, right? And I think it is insane. But it was because of the riot. No, yeah. I know. I'm worried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and I think it's insane to think that the U.S. at that time would have done anything and changed anything had those riots not taken place. If those riots had never taken place, it would they'd still be in the same. And I don't so, know, not and, today, but and so even though those books are on the law, is it really enforced? No. Is it? And here's the thing: you can change the law, but you can't change the heart. Mm-hmm. And um, that only that's the only thing that's going to save us. Mm-hmm. We have to have a change of heart. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there needs to be, you know, systemic changes across the board. Um, and I say that, like, well, the it's, first step... It's imperative to implore a system that can reproduce success. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I'm with you on that. The first step is recognizing that what we've been doing for the last 20 years isn't working, last 40 years isn't working, last 100 years isn't working. You know, I mean, when I say 20 years, that was Rodney King, and this is literally the same shit. You know, you, you take it as far back as you want. It's not yeah. working. The uh, the mm-hmm. prophetess Tay-Tay Swifty, <laughs> as she likes to say, just shake it off. Mm-hmm. We need to shake off all this crap, and we need to rethink mm-hmm. something. We have to regroup, rethink, re-strategize, mm-hmm. because this is not effective. Mm-mm. You know, and I think it's it's um, even worse, though, is that, like, you know, every time there is peaceful pro- protesting, people, you know, don't pay attention to it, or if they do, they shed it into a leg- negative you light. Know, Kaepernick. Kaepernick took a knee. Yeah, that wasn't and he right did way. it for how long? You know, he got, he got, he got ostracized, so got booted from the NFL, everything goes with and it. And he had, like, talked to... And him. now I've heard white people posting things like, Kaepernick, I'm sorry we didn't listen. Well, and here's... Fuck off! No. And, and, no, and, fuck off. One of the things that really irritated me whenever the whole Kaepernick thing was going on was, well, his parents are white. It doesn't fucking matter. Does that mean... Does that make him You don't not, have to be of the color to I protest. I mean, that's like, that's like being like, uh, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Yeah, fucking Biden. Like, God what damn. are you talking about, white people? What are you talking about? Like, you guys are all idiots. How how hard is it just to be all like, this is wrong. <laughs> we need to do something. I'm not going to judge you because your skin's different than mine. Because mm-hmm. 
guess what? It's skin. Yeah. It's like, this is stupid. Yeah. Pray so, for us. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, so we'll wrap with one last piece that, that Jordan and I were talking about that's really interesting, right? Um, so there is this entire, you know, white versus black divide in the country that does happen. Like, there's no way you can say it doesn't. You know, um, and we were talking about it, you know, we don't have a horse in the game, me and my family, because my family immigrated from Germany in the early Same. 1900s. We literally don't have a horse in the game of, you know, oh, we, you know, we had ancestors that were slaves. We didn't, you know, we had nothing to do with it. Um, you know, but that doesn't mean that I can't say, yeah, you know, this situation is still fucked, right? Like, it, it, all you have to do is be able to recognize it and say the situation is fucked and I'm not going to be okay with it. That's all it takes. You don't have to have a horse in the game to be able to say, well, oh, you know what? You know, my grandparents, you know, owned slaves and we've repented. And it doesn't fucking matter who, who repented. Just fix the injustices you see. It's as far as you need to go. Mm-hmm. If you fix the injustices you see, the world is a better place. I agree. Leave it better than you found it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you litter, I'm going to shoot you. If I see one of you sons of bitches leaving your shopping cart out of the corral <laughs> at Walmart, I'm going to run up and kick you in the shin. I'd never do that. Kick you in the shin. Actually, think- you know what I do? I literally park as close to those things as I can. So you can- I-, I will happily walk an extra half mile, but I don't. So once don't I get to- my shit loaded, once the put cart that is out of up. the hands. Yeah. I'm free. Yeah. Like, I will often park. If I can park right next to it, I will. And then I will put it in there, and I will unload my shit from the actual. From the fucking lootly. Stop it. No, I swear, dude. I hate having to walk that shit after I've already unloaded. I love your level of efficiency. (laughs) I've only ever left a cart out once. Mm. And it's because I was parked at the exact end of the parking lot. Like, to walk back would have taken me, like, three minutes. So you're worthless is what you're saying. At the time, yeah. Okay. I said, I'm not bringing this back. And I made sure that it it was up against a curb or mm-hmm. the wheel was up on a curb so it wouldn't go rolling nowhere. Mm-hmm. But well, at, how but considerate I, of you. I know, right? I don't want to bump it into people's cars. <laughs> I appreciate that. But Hey, there's but nothing after, like a rogue shopping cart in a Walmart parking lot. Right. Right. Out of steam. Especially with the I'm wind. telling you. Ooh, that thing's moving. It can do some damage. Mm-hmm. Those little rubber things on the end don't do nothing. That mm-hmm. that and truck's about to get painted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but but that's the Ugh. only time I've ever not returned a card. Every every time after I return it. Yeah. So the question I would ask everybody mm-hmm. is, um, who are you rooting for? In who outside of yourself are you invested in their success? If we mm-hmm. can get outside of ourselves, where we're willing to invest in other people, I think that's going to do a lot for mm-hmm. community action Mm -hmm. and and it's just coming to that point where i mean i'm not saying it's time to tribe up but it's time for humanity to come together Mm -hmm. you know with some kind we don't have to agree let's just discuss and then come up with a plan Mm -hmm. and then enact the plan action's nice Mm -hmm. i haven't had any of that in a while (laughs) welcome to marriage Uh, all right. Do you guys want to wrap it, or do you guys do anything else you want to do? I'm married. I don't have to. Anything else? All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. I like your joke.